It's the Blackout with Bandana Black. What's good, people? It's DJ Bandana Black, Mr. Well-Connected, even more respected. Mr. Keep Calm, I feed these streets. Mr. I am Buffalo. And I know, I know, I know, I haven't dropped it. Well, actually, I don't even know if dropped it is a word. But if dropped it is a word, then I haven't dropped it an episode of the Blackout Podcast with DJ Bandana Black in a while. And just real quick, before we even get into what I want to talk about today, I'll explain to you why. The reason why is because... um. Basically, I've been having knee problems. I've been having, um, in the last couple of years, I've had two knee surgeries. In the last knee surgery, they had to, like, cut, like, the bottom part of my leg apart from the top part and then, like, cut the bone and, like, reapply. I forgot what it's called, but they, like, did something and they put, like, these two metal pins in my leg. But one of the pins was too long, so it was, like, poking out the front of my leg and the other one was, like, too short. So it was, like, on top of it. Long story short, they messed up my leg and the doctor that did the surgery, he retired, like, a week later. So, like, the last year, I've been, like, in excruciating pain almost every day. That's why it's been hard to, like, DJ and just do different events like that because my leg been messed up but long story short without dragging out i had knee surgery um last week tuesday which was the 13th i believe yeah the 13th i had another uh, knee surgery and they were supposed to just be taking the metal pins out of my leg but with when he went to go open up the leg, he let me know. He said, listen, from the x-rays and stuff like that, we know that you're in pain. We can see that it's swollen, but we can't see exactly what's wrong because of the metal pins. So we're going to open up the leg, take out the metal pins, and if we see anything else that's wrong in your knee, then we'll just take care of it at that at that time. So I'm thinking, like, that's not good because that could be the difference between me being out of work for two, three weeks and two, three months. But either way, I was in so much pain, I just said, you know what, just do it. Hopefully nothing else is wrong. And they opened up my knee, took out the pins, and then seeing that I had toured my meniscus. I don't even know I had a meniscus. I don't even know what a meniscus is, but apparently I tore my meniscus that was in the knee too. So they had to take out the pins, patch up and saw down some, they, they did some, long story short, my knee is messed up. My knee is in excruciating pain right now. I'm in a knee brace right now. Gotta take pain pills and I got like this little thing hooked up to it with like ice water, like pumps like ice water and stuff throughout the leg and keep it swelling down. But anyways, that's the reason why I haven't been able to drop an episode lately is because prior to me going out for surgery, I just signed up for mad overtime on my, I worked three other jobs also besides DJing. So I DJ and worked three other jobs. So I just signed up for mad overtime, just did mad hours, you know, kind of just stack up, getting food, get things situated so I wouldn't have to worry just in case it wasn't two to three weeks and I was out for two to three months, at least your boy would be all right. So that's the reason why I haven't dropped an episode, but I want to try to, I know I said this before, but I want to stick to it. At least once a week, I'm going to drop a new episode of the Blackout Podcast, even if it's just something light where we just talk and just kick it, because I love y'all, man, definitely. Y'all definitely been supporting me this long. I get a lot of good feedback. A lot of y'all email me and hit me up on social media and stuff too. Also, if you hear something in one of these podcasts that you like or you don't like, hit me up. We can discuss it. I'm all open for it. I'm probably one of the coolest people you will ever meet. Or if you want me to do a specific uh, topic, especially artists, I do like a lot of topics about how to get your music played by radio, what DJs look for, what producers look for, um, industry people. If you ever want me to uh, interview anybody like that, just send all your suggestions to bandanablack at gmail.com or just DM me on all social media at DJ Bandana Black. And if you're watching this, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast on your phone, because it is available on Apple and your podcast app and on Android and Spotify and a couple other things like that. So if you're listening to this, make sure you also go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com. Just search DJ Bandana Black. Hit subscribe. Like a couple videos that will definitely help me out a million. So a couple times that we want to talk about. Some of these may be kind of old to y'all. It's stuff that I've been writing down that I really want to talk about in this uh, episode of the podcast. Like I said, I might be a little bit behind because I haven't dropped one in a while and I've been in pain. Anyways, first on the list is Takashi 69 And I want to say, 
I'm one of those older people who don't hate on the younger generation. I may not like the music. I may not agree with a lot of music. I may not think the music is even dope. But with Takashi 69, I can honestly say, when I, I'll tell you like this. When I first heard the, was it Gummo? I think it was. The, Gummo was the name of the song. When I first heard the Gummo song by Takashi 69, I was like, yo, this joint is crazy like yo this is it this joint lit like i'm rocking with this artist this is before i seen him like i said i just heard the song so i'm like i'm rocking with this artist he, this might be that next move and then i made the mistake of going to world star or i think it was youtube or something like that and watched the actual video of it and seen this little light-skinned mexican dude with like rainbow hair just looking all crazy so once i seen the videos i can't i can't get jiggy with this i can't get jiggy with this mess like the, the, the song was hard but he looking straight weirdo like and then he was claiming blood hair all crazy and like that different stuff like that but one thing i respect about takashi 69 is he's, he's keeping he's keeping with it like i don't honestly believe that he's as tough as, as he say he is and he's this big gangster like that but so far, he's been keeping up with it. People have been telling him to pull up, and he's been pulling up. My only thing with this whole Takashi 6ix9ine situation is it's sad because if y'all let this initiate the East Coast and what, like, if Takashi 6ix9ine is the reason why we go back into an East Coast versus West Coast war and people die on both sides, like in real life, like, if y'all really let this kid, Takashi 6ix9ine, spark that, I'm, I'm moving to Canada. I'm in Buffalo, New York right now too So I'm like 10 minutes away I'm moving to Canada If y'all let this little dude He got rainbow colored hair Tattoo He got 6'9 tattoo on his face If y'all let that initiate the whole East Coast versus West Coast beef again Even with that whole East Coast West versus West Coast beef thing too It was never really East Coast versus West Coast It was like everybody versus New York City like, I don't know why they say East Coast versus West Coast, because we in Buffalo, New York, they didn't really care about it. New York City don't even claim us. They don't. They only claim us when it's beef. So when it was the East Coast versus West Coast, then yeah, they include Buffalo, New York. But when it's something popping, it's not, nah, Buffalo ain't New York City, fam. You ain't one of the boroughs, son. I ain't even going to hold you done, son. <laughs> I'm just joking with y'all anyways. But that's what the, what the whole Takashi 69 thing. I think, honestly, he's going to get himself hurt. Not only that, he's going to, and, and I love DJ Academics for what he does. Like he was one of those genuine people who, when like he was on his YouTube channel like that, I'm a huge fan of DJ Academics. And one of the reasons why I was a huge fan of DJ Academics because he always stayed neutral. He always said, "I don't got no ties, no labels. You can't pay me to do anything. You can't pay me to promote your artists. You can't pay me to say this. I'm not taking nothing down. I don't owe any of you guys anything. I'm not friends with any of you guys. I'm just a nerd. I'm not in the streets. I'm a civilian. I just stay in the house and do YouTube videos. And that's the reason why I think a lot of us really respect it and liked it." Um, DJ Academics because it was from a genuine standpoint. We knew with him this is really how he felt. This was his opinion on it. He didn't have he, it wasn't biased. But I don't know what type of bromance he got with Takashi Six Nine because I think I think DJ Academics is slightly obsessed with Takashi Six Nine because almost like I seen one video on Instagram and Takashi Six Nine was like saying something about he was getting fat or he was trying to work out and then Academics was on there cheering him on like no. Go get your shake weight. Make sure you do your shake weight, bro. Bring it back home. I got you. Like, he was on some real some real funny groupie type stuff. But that's not even an issue that I have with DJ Academics with Takashi 69 thing. Like I said, I, I wanted to talk about this because this really bothers me because I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But if it has to be with Takashi 69 and DJ Academics, I'd much rather it be Takashi 69 to get hurt than Academics. And I think Academics is positioning himself in a way where a lot of this stuff with Takashi 69 is going to blow back on him because he's he's basically co-signing Takashi 69. So a lot of this stuff, for example, when he, he Takashi 69 had an uh, issue in Texas with like Jay Prince um, sons or, or Junior or whatever like that. And 
in the video that Takashi, that, that academics did, like I say, he reports on everything. I will give him that reports on everything. But in the video, he is basically telling, um, uh, telling the guys in Texas, at Jay Prince and them, like, yo, y'all shouldn't take it past uh, just talking. I think it should be a conversation that y'all can do and everything else like that. Like when when academics does things like that you're putting yourself in the middle of it so all that i'm a civilian stuff is out the window so when takashi 69 is on video walking around i think y'all was in new york or some mall or something like that with academics and takashi 69 and he's walking around saying yo i'm gonna test my gangster tour i'm right here live with academics run up on me test me i'm really gangster i run new york da -da -da. and academics is just smiling just happy he just starstruck just with with, with him and basically you're co-signing him academics by being with him, even though you say, well, make sure I run down on him. Don't run down on me because I'm just a civilian. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call the police. I ain't got nothing to do uh, with that situation. You do have something to do with that situation. If he's taunting all these people saying, test my gangster tour, and you're with him. You're you're with him in this video, so you're co-signing him whether you want to or not. I know you feel like I'm a civilian and street rules don't apply. Well, these apply to you, my brother. Because <laughs> if they can't run down on Takashi 69 and they catch you coming out of the everyday struggle offices or out of GameStop when you go get your video games or whatever you do in your spare time and they run down on you and they can't get Takashi 69, you know what's going to apply? That ass whooping that they're going to give you is going to apply to you, my brother. And they're going to want you to portray that message to Takashi 69 because they couldn't catch him. They caught you. So all that talk of I'm just a civilian, I'm going to call the police and all that, that's all cool and dandy. We respect that. The streets respect that when you're saying that. But when you actually do that, when they run down on you, you actually call the police and you say that you don't want to do anything to, to hurt your brand, you're hurting your brand by even getting involved this deep in this stuff, by always having a biased opinion when it comes to Takashi 69 Because somebody got a point to prove. And whether they prove it on you or Takashi 69 it's all on you. And if you do happen to call the police to do something like that, that's going to hurt your brand. You're going to lose a lot of followers. You're already losing followers and listeners and stuff now because you, you kind of take sides with different people like that. You're kind of shitting on people because you're in a position that you're in right now. And there's no diss to you. Like, I'm definitely proud of you, bro, that you, I mean, you made this everyday struggle. You, you had a million followers, your YouTube thing. You, you're branching out, doing a bunch of different stuff. But just stay true to who you are. That same academics who was who was neutral, who was, it's, it's cool to be okay with, I mean, some of your favorite artists. If, if I met Cameron today, Cameron Dipset is my favorite artist of all time. I would be probably starstruck too. I would want to hang with them. I would comment different stuff on, on Instagram, things like that. But if they have real life street issues and they're taunting people on real life street issues, I'm not going to be in these videos with them saying like, yeah, yeah, I'm with Dipset. Da, 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 da. Man, y'all need to leave them alone. They is gangster. Da, da, da. But I'm a civilian. I ain't got nothing to do with it because the streets don't care. You will have something to do with it. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get off get, get, get off on that topic. Next topic I want to talk about, and this one is kind of, kind of old, but hold on. A little parched. Your boy's a little parched. <laughs> Learning big words, so we throw them in there. But anyways, I want to talk about the whole Monique situation with the Netflix trade. And before I even get into my my uh, opinion on this, I think Netflix is kind of being petty now. Every time I get on Netflix, the first thing I see is somebody got a special. Like they giving specials to everybody now. But with Monique, the only thing with her um, I didn't like was how she wanted us to boycott Netflix because she didn't feel that she got a, a proper deal or they didn't give her the same amount of money that they gave Chris Rock or that they gave Dave Chappelle. You're not Chris Rock and you're not Dave Chappelle. You're not going to you're not worth the same amount of money and they don't have to give you anything. It's their company. They, they own it. They don't have to give you anything just like they didn't have to give them anything. So my thing with the Monique thing is you want us to band together 
and are boycotting Netflix. First of all, I'm not boycotting Netflix because I got T-Mobile and I get Netflix for free with T-Mobile and I love it. So I ain't got to pay for it anyway. So I'll boycott it as far as saying I'm not paying for it because I just pay for my phone bill and it pays for itself. But Monique, you bugging. Like you're not worth 50, 40 million dollars for a stand-up special. Nobody's waiting for a Monique special. I mean, that's just, it, it is what it is. Like that's the truth of the matter. That's not a diss against her. Like you can't say it's gender bias because like they said, they gave the Tiffany Haddish uh, chick, whatever, a special or she got opportunities and stuff going on. And you can't say it's because they're racist it's because they're black because everybody that you name, the top people that's getting paid, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock and all of them are all black. It's not that is just you. Nobody's waiting or checking for you. It's, it, it, that's just is what it is. For example, I feel I'm the most best poppinest DJ in the world. I want the same money they give DJ Khaled. Are they going to give it to me? No, because I'm not worth that right now to them. It's not a good return on their investment. So if they give Monique $50 million, they're not making $50 million back off of Monique for a special on Netflix. Nobody's checking for her. And if she keeps saying, well, I'm a legend, it's because of stuff that I did years ago. I was in these movies. I was in the Queens of Comedy. I was doing this. I was doing that. Yeah, but Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are doing stuff now which makes their value relevant right now. Let me tell you like this. For example, um, Ja Rule, maybe 10 years ago, they, they would book him. He probably was getting 50, 60, on the low end, probably 50, $60,000 for a show, probably even $100,000 for a show. Ja Rule was doing the Super Bowl. He was popping. He was, a, I mean, he, he was he was platinum albums and all that. So we all can agree that Ja Rule was a legend. He was popping. $100,000 a show. Do you think Live Nation is going to give Ja Rule $100,000 to do a show in 2018 right now. Even though he did all them shows before. He toured all across the country, did all those different things. Hi, Monique. It's the same thing. You're, I'm not going to say you're the Ja Rule of the comedy uh, situation because it's not like somebody like got you up out of here. But in a way, it, it kind of is the same thing. Like You was popping back then. You wasn't Even when you was popping, it wasn't like you were like super huge as a as a comedian i mean you you did your thing i'm not gonna take take that away from you same way with jairo he was super huge back then but i'm not paying him a hundred thousand to do a show in 2018 you're just not gonna make the money back because he's not worth it right now and that was my thing with the whole uh monique situation like you can't just be mad because you don't get what you feel that you're worth and want everybody just to boycott and just get behind you and say oh forget this forget netflix we're gonna boycott them but they're being unfair no they were being fair they looked at what they could make and when you're in business you want to pay the least amount to make the most amount so even if you were five million i'm going to offer you a half a million or a million first and if you take it that's more profit for me because it's a business same thing with dave Chappelle and chris rock you think they offered them 40 million and they only thought they was going to make 40 million back no if they offered them 40 million to do this they probably was going to at least make 60 80 million dollars back it's a business they're not doing it just because of your accolades because you got grammys and you did all this stuff like that they don't it's business nobody cares about that in 2018 it's just the, the truth of the matter same way i said i want to get paid forty thousand to dj a show but no I'll probably have to get paid four thousand a show until I work my way up there. I was just fronting about that four thousand too. I'm not getting four thousand a show. Just keeping the G with y'all. <laughs> Anyways, next topic. I'm gonna keep this kind of short because I'm in pain right now with this knee surgery. I want to talk about this little Zan situation. So, so I heard his name Little Zan, little white kid. You know, little obviously his name is Little Zan, so that that, that explains it all. Like Zantax, whatever they be popping. Um, he was in an interview and they were asking him about Tupac, and basically he said that Tupac was born to him. He basically saying Tupac wasn't an artist that he liked. He didn't say he was whack or anything like that. He just said that he was born to him. 
And the media just went crazy with it. They tried to crucify this little white boy, basically just saying like, oh, he don't respect the legend, da da da, whatever else like that. No, Little Zan was 100% correct. And I stand by Little Zan by standing by what he believes in. To him, to Little Zan, Tupac probably is boring. You know how old Little Zan is? He's like 18, 19 years old. He wasn't even alive. You don't care about Tupac. Now, me personally, Tupac's the to me the greatest artist of all time ever, future and present, because I was alive then to really appreciate Tupac music and to say that 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 he he's he's a great artist. He's not boring to me. But the the artists that came before him, like the village people and all, I don't know their names. All you know those all, all those old New York rappers that everybody like when people be like, yo, what's your top five? And they, oh, whoa, MC Shan and this guy, the the hip, the hop, the hip to the hop and the eight B C and the one two three and I'm fresh. All that type of hip hop is boring to me. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It's honestly trash to me. Based on the fact that I wasn't alive when that came out in the eighties, I was four years old. At, so same thing with was he probably wasn't even alive when Tupac died, let alone being four years old. So of course it's gonna be boring to him. The same way that older hip hop is kind of boring and, and, and whack to me, it's an opinion. So I think Little Zan was hundred percent correct for saying how he felt. If he felt that Tupac was boring to him, he wasn't disrespecting him. He didn't say, Yo, he's trash, da 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 just because he's not born to us. We can't crucify the kid for that. And then for Waka Flocka, oh my god, Waka Flocka and TI to say basically when that happened, Waka Flocka was like um, Little Zan should be banned from hip hop for saying that about Tupac. How out of all people is Waka Flocka going to say somebody should be banned from hip hop when one for one, Waka Flocka quit hip hop and went and got money with EDM. EDM music is not hip hop music. Right now, Google EDM music and look at the crowd. Tell me how many black people you see in that crowd. No, he quit hip hop or he, he took a break from hip hop, went with DJ Aoki, whatever his name is, and salute to Waka Flock. Like I said, there's nothing against him for doing that. But for you to, with the same, had that same energy for yourself. When you when you decided to go on your little tour, doing EDM or all these little festivals and across the country, doing this fist pump music that was not not hip hop, that was more catered towards a, a white audience. Nobody Nobody crucified you for that. So for you to crucify this young dude, I mean, hip-hop changes. It's a different sound now. It might not be what you like. And, and, and for two, with this whole Waka Flocka thing, all these little perps, little Zans, all these little squad squad, gang gang rappers like that, they're descendants. They're the, they're the, they're the children of artists like Waka Flocka and Gucci Man. Who you think they, these artists these artists looked up to? They looked up to you, Gucci Man, and all of them. So when Waka Flocka was running around the stage with all the squad, gang, gang, 1017, then squad, squad, gang, 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 just ah, pop, 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 just screaming a bunch of crazy stuff, throwing your dreads all over the place. These are the, This is what you helped create it. You, Waka Flocka, you helped create Lil Xan, Lil Perp. All these little rappers who's running around doing the same thing. Your era of hip hop, your your area help 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 create these artists. So for you to help create these artists and then run off and do some other type of music, come back and then be so judgmental on on those artists, I just think it's wrong. And then for Ti to get on that same stat, so Ti got on the stat and was basically like, um, well if he. Basically, Waka Flocka said they was kicking him out of hip-hop, and T.I. basically co-signed it, saying, well, if Waka Flocka says he's kicked out of hip-hop, then we, we need to stand behind that, and he's kicked out of hip-hop because he's not respecting hip-hop. So, one, Waka Flocka, the guy who quit hip-hop and went and did EDM, which was not hip-hop, come back and judge somebody in hip-hop. And then we got T.I., and this is what I'm ended off with this, with this whole T.I. situation with the, with the Lil Zandri. Bro, you signed Iggy Azalea. T.I., you signed Iggy, you signed and promoted 
Iggy Azalea. And you're talking about Little Zan? I rest my case. Rest my case. <laughs> well, that does it for this edition. Something real quick for the Blackout Podcast. DJ Bandana Black, Mr. Well-Connected, even more respected. Make sure you share with your friends. Matter of fact, just do me this favor, y'all. I don't need no money. I don't need no donations, no none of that. Just tell two of your friends to get on their phone, search hashtag the Blackout Podcast with DJ Bandana Black, and subscribe, screenshot it, tag me on Facebook so I can make sure I'll tag you. Matter of fact, this is what I'll do. What's today? Today is the... Today is the 19th. Okay, today is the 19th. So anybody who's listening to this um, to this podcast up until the 22nd, so until the 22nd, if you show me a picture, a screenshot of you actually in your phone subscribing to this podcast or subscribing to the YouTube channel or following me on Instagram, Twitter, any of that, Snapchat, any of that, I will retweet and shout you out up until the 22nd. Everybody. Unless it's like a million of y'all and I can't catch up. But I very doubt it's going to be a million people. But that would be dope if I get a million new subscribers. But I promise you, nonstop, up until the 22nd, if you screenshot a picture of you subscribing to any of my social media uh, networks, I'm going to retweet, shout you out, and I'm going to follow you back. Especially if it's for the YouTube or for the podcast. Y'all be safe. It's DJ Bandana Black, Mr. Well Connected, even more respected.